0: Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 24 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I'm Erica, and I am, as always, really thrilled that you're here. And before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know about a free class that I have for you you can get delivered directly to your inbox. To grab it, you just need to go to www.ericawebyoga.com.au forward slash upper body reset, all one word, all lowercase. I'll pop the details into the show notes as well, but it's a 25 minute class that does pretty much exactly what it says on the front, resets your upper body. So think shoulders, think upper back, unwinding, resetting, feeling really good. All right, so on to with today's episode. So today I wanted to talk about one of my sort of favorite transferable lessons, I suppose, from the mat to off. And it's a it's a lesson I guess that is an ongoing one for me. Because I don't think any of these things are things that we necessarily just all of a sudden get one day and never have to think about again. It's something that we just revisit and we practice and we come back to time and time again. And this practice for me is this idea of noticing what's true. And what I mean by that is kind of a mindfulness practice, but it's sort of noticing what is true as we question or set aside our stories about what we think we know. So I want to try and explain that a little bit more clearly because you might be thinking, "Mm, that sounds very abstract. (laughs) So if we think about our bodies and I was to ask you just to tell me a bit about how your body feels, what, you know, how you feel in general, you would have some stories that you would be able to tell me that were based on Lots of information and lots of experience that has become, that has come before this moment right now. And it might be that, you know, oh, back in 2000, I hurt my knee and I've had a bad knee ever since, or I'm pretty sure I have this problem in my left hip, or my shoulders are always tense, or, you know, I've always got a bad wrist, or I'm very lopsided, or I'm twisted, I have a scoliosis. Whatever it is, we have stories. We have a body image. We have all these things that we believe to be true about ourselves that have come from evidence, right? I'm not suggesting that we have made stuff up, although sometimes we have, but it's come from evidence that we've collected over the years of being alive. And the thing that's really interesting is that we kind of like to hold on to these stories, even when they're ones that don't necessarily kind of take us where we want to be. And so what can happen is we get this picture of ourselves that is made up of all of these little bits of story that we've told ourselves over the, over time. And when we come to our yoga mat or any sort of opportunity that we might have to just check in and notice how we are, we notice through this lens that already thinks it knows what is true. And so we almost are like noticing with an expectancy of what we will find. And so one thing that I always really like to do for myself and one thing that I like to offer up for my students is this idea of like, can you notice and get around those stories? I don't think that the stories necessarily can be completely put aside, but can you recognize that you're looking at yourself with expectation? You're looking at yourself through this lens And then kind of like take a step back and be like, okay, but what is true right now? In this very moment that I'm in, what is true right now? And that kind of gives us some space to start looking and noticing and getting curious. It invites us to drop judgment because we're not interested necessarily in the, you know, whether it's good or bad. We're just kind of getting curious like, well, how do I actually feel? What is actually true about the way that my body Feels and shows up today. And I think that this practice helps us off the mat too and beyond our own body as well. So, you know, we are in a position in 2020 where the world feels like it's kind of been tipped up and, and shaken around. And lots of things that maybe we were expecting to happen haven't happened. Things have been challenging and you know we bring bring our stories to that too right so for instance we had a couple of holidays booked this year and we've had to cancel them obviously and 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 that is as it should be um but there is this part of your brain that's like but this is what it should have been this is how life should have looked and i think that this practice of of allowing ourselves to show up and to to look at ourselves through eyes that are curious rather than expecting kind of helps us to navigate those circumstances too. Now, I'm not suggesting that I've been able to be like, eh, well, fine, great. Uh, you know, I feel sad. I feel disappointed, but it allows you to practice something that then also has a really interesting impact out in your everyday life. And it's this idea of, of being able to notice what's true in the moment and this practice of like being okay with it. And an okayness with these things doesn't mean that we don't desire something different. It doesn't mean that we sort of look at our sore hip or our cancelled holiday and we're like, that's fine. It's as it should be. You know, we, we we notice and we're like, okay, this is true. This is the reality of of what my body is right now. This is the reality of what the world looks like right now. And We can also use that to help understand where we desire change. So when we're on the yoga mat, you know, if your hamstrings feel really tight or you feel weak in your shoulders as you try to support yourself in certain positions, we can just get really curious about that. We don't have to make it a problem, but we can also use that information to help us determine what we want to move towards. So it might be that, you know what? I want to increase my hamstring mobility. I want to re- increase my shoulder strength because I want the way that that will make me feel. It doesn't make what's happening in the moment a problem, but it gives you the capacity to sort of like be really clear about what is true right now. And then it gives us a clearer kind of picture of where we want to go. And I think that that's an important thing because sometimes I think when we talk about mindfulness and we talk about this capacity to just like be okay, we make the assumption that it means that we're just complacent people, that we don't care about change, or we don't we shouldn't desire it. And I just don't think that's true. I think that we automatically categorize things. We are a, a judging species. We don't sort of check ourselves maybe as often as we should, though, or as often as we could. And so we buy into our judgments. But there's a difference between buying into your judgments and kind of recognizing where you'd like to change or where you'd like things to change. And it gives us this kind of capacity to to shift to that in that direction because we know where we've started from. But if we have no idea where we are right now, there is no clear roadmap to go where we want to go. And there's no clear sort of understanding or appreciation of where we start, where we are. And I think this is really important because there is one thing that is certain, and it's that nothing stays the same. So, you know, if you've been holding on to a belief that you have a bad X Y Z, pick your pick your body part, and you've been holding that belief for thirty years, at what point do you question whether it's true? And it might be that you're like, yeah, but I feel this pain every single day. Okay, but there are plenty of us who are walking around with beliefs that actually don't m- match. The reality in our body anymore. And so, you know, then it might be like, okay, this doesn't feel a certain way today. And we can use that information to then make a a next best decision about what we do next. So I think it's a really interesting process to explore on the mat. And the reason why I like to explore these things on the yoga mat or, you know, the movement mat is because it offers us like a container for a bigger idea. And I mean, these ideas are pretty big when you just think about it from the perspective of your body and your being and how you feel. But when you start to recognize that it's like a playground for how we live life, then you know we get to practice all these things that make navigating life just that little bit more palatable, I suppose. I'm not going to say easy because I don't think that navigating life necessarily is easy. We have to be willing to sort of sit with what is comfortable, what's not comfortable, where we want to be, where we are. But I think practicing on the yoga mat gives us a, a playground for, for sort of trying these things on and just saying, like, how do I do this in this smaller context, in this context that I guess is a little bit more um, within your, your perceptual uh, realm? Like, you've got, you've got access to all the information about how you feel. And I think one of the big pieces around this is that it invites us to be in curiosity. Rather than stuck in that judgment. And I'll say it again judgment is automatic. Your brain wants to categorize things. It's how we kind of move through the world. I like this better than that, so I'll do that way. I, you know, prefer that over that. I don't like that. That doesn't seem like a good idea. Like we're just programmed to judge. And so I think, you know, our aim isn't to get rid of judgment. Our aim is to be conscious of how judgment is clouding what we see, what we do, and how we respond. And that is valuable on the yoga mat as we look at our body and we look at ourselves and we sort of notice how we respond to things. And I don't have to tell you that that is really valuable out in the world as we navigate relationships, as we figure out how to contribute in a positive way to, you know, the global picture, and so, you know, we, we practice in our kind of like microcosm and we take it out into the world. I'd love to know what you think about that. I'd love to know how that applies to you and if you've had any kind of like aha moments on your own, mat, where you've like realised or even out in the world where you've realised, oh, I was practising this on my yoga mat and now this makes sense in the real world. I'd love to hear from you. You can come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm at Erica Web Yoga. You can send me a DM there and let me know what you thought. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. I'm at Erica Web Yoga there as well. And as I said, don't forget, if you are finding that the weight of the world is sort of like planked, plonked right on top of your shoulders right now, I have got a class that might help. It's called the Upper Body Reset. It's a 25 minute class and it's yours totally free. All you have to do is go to www.ericawebyoga.com.au forward slash upper body reset, all one word, and I will send that recording to you. I hope that you are having a really great day wherever you are and I will be back on Thursday with a special guest. I'm chatting with the very clever, very lovely, wonderful and inspiring Anna Hartman. So I look forward to chatting with you again then. Have an awesome day.